So, Andre, read a book or listen to the podcast? Read a book. And what would you say it's your favorite book? Uh, the, the last one that I liked a lot would be Working Backwards, uh, which is uh, uh, memoirs from uh, working uh, in Amazon and the processes and culture they developed. Cool. I will read that. Sounds interesting. This. You listen to listen podcasts, right? Yeah. Uh, more or less. M- more so the, the local ones uh, than, than globally, but uh, yeah, I try to try to fit them in as much as I and can. And can you pick a favorite one? Please, you can say chair, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, let's not... Uh, if, if we can pick some other than that, uh, obviously cool. a top contender, but um, I don't know, I like the, the news podcast, uh, which is uh, the, the local Serbian one for the sort of cool down period uh, instead of uh, focusing all the time on work. You can choose one word and uh, say uh, what is most important trait in business? Learning. I would say that would be. And again, one word. Uh, What is your biggest motivation? Learning. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Steve Jobs or Bill Gates? Uh, Bill Gates, I would say. Brian Armstrong or Vitalik Buterin? Uh, I have to go with Vitalik here. <laughs> Overtime versus working on weekend? Uh, why not both? <laughs> You're still young, so they are. Yeah. I, I can imagine. And easy question for you, if you want to invest, real estate, stock exchange or crypto? <laughs> Tenderly. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. This is Chair, place where we discuss innovations. And today I'm very excited about this one that we are going to talk about. Uh, Basically because those guys innovated from their own necessity. They uh, needed a tool to help them with their passion, with uh, um, being part of hackathons and winning in the hackathons. So now, three years later, 15 million Series A, um, and they are just warming up. So, Andre, pleasure to have you here today. Yeah, it's nice to be here. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, Andre uh, is a co-founder and CEO of Tenderly. Um, basically, Tenderly is a blockchain startup that provides end-to-end developer platform for teams and companies looking to build innovative blockchain products. This is in the nutshell. Uh, but first, I want to hear your story. I, I uh, told a glimpse of it, yeah. but I want to see from your uh, um, side how you came to where are you today. Yeah, uh, as, as you touched on it uh, a bit, uh, so our, our whole team, uh, our whole founding team, uh, all four of us uh, have been pretty, pretty hardcore engineers all our careers. And uh, we are also competitive, <laughs> which is, I guess... Uh, a relatively common uh, scenario. Uh, we enjoyed participating in, in these different hackathons uh, with all of these different technologies uh, that you that can, that you can run into uh, in the in the software world. Uh, and uh, one of those technologies uh, was blockchain. We did not necessarily have any experience, most of the team, uh, with blockchain prior to sort of jumping into uh, hackathons, sort of head first uh, without getting some background information um, on the on the tech. Um, and one thing that we that we noticed uh, is that 
know, blockchain being a relatively new technology, uh, it's uh, surrounding uh, supporting ecosystem of tools, uh, which, you know, engineers are relatively used to in, in more established technologies. For example... Go, Java, uh, any of the standard, uh, any of the standard languages now used uh, um, all, all all over the the internet. Um, we saw that uh, you know an, a mature ecosystem like that didn't really exist uh, in blockchain, uh, and Ethereum was the the most interesting uh, of the blockchains for us. Um, and we definitely felt that friction as as you are co- uh, sort of competing in these uh, twenty four or forty eight hour competitions. Uh, you know, time is is very important, and every second that you can save, um, not uh, not sort of bashing your head uh, against some uh, particular problem, which you know, in the context of no sleep, becomes even more frustrating. Uh, so the the whole problem of not having uh, proper support uh, while you are building uh, building your your thing has been even more important. Um, and because of that, uh, you know, we chose to to tackle this problem, uh, given that you know uh, we like to dig deep into a particular problem and really uh, get our hands dirty and try to make the best possible thing that we can for a particular uh, application. Uh, and uh, that ended up being a very good combination for us. Uh, so the the emptiness and the uh, sort of uh, relatively young age of the whole ecosystem. Uh, gave us a pretty good platform to sort of play around and explore uh, what type of tool, what types of tools and and services we can build uh, in this Ethereum ecosystem, so that we can enable developers such as ourselves uh, on the other end uh, to just uh, be more productive at what they do, and definitely going beyond just hackathons. So you use your problem and create a product around that. Yeah. Problem that you were facing. Um, it's so interesting to me. Can can you get in more details how you? How you located the problem and how you started developing the product itself? Well, yeah, the the, the product was pretty self-evident. So we started working, uh, we started uh, coding uh, using blockchain technology uh, and sort of uh, building products around that. And uh, it was immediately obvious that, uh, you know, things could be better. Uh, We saw from the sort of cloud world, uh, which is sort of where we grew up, uh, that, uh, you know, really having uh, having you know, tier one premium uh, support from your tools is something that uh, should be everyday practice uh, nowadays. And uh, that was the problem. The solution, uh, the solution is a bit more tricky, I guess, to, to, to find. But uh, if you have a problem defined well enough, it's uh, easy enough to start working iteratively and then sort of going a bit into the, the development uh, of the, the whole product uh, you know, start listening to customers and, and seeing how they react, how they use the product, and what other uh, what other misuses uh, of your tools uh, that they <laughs> that they use tenderly for, and then try to build purpose-built solutions uh, to accommodate that and just to to improve the the experience in the workflow of them. Um, you started from the product, and probably that's the best way, right? And you concentrated on the product. Uh, in the meantime, business grow from there um, and we will come to that to talk about what are the goals of the business today because you're not just about the product now you're not about the business but I would like you to come go back in like three years in the past and tell me uh, um, 
What was your main goal when you started working on Tenderly from maybe at that point from the business side? I know that you had focused on the product, but business was was there since the beginning. Yeah, sure. Well, business is definitely something that uh, didn't come naturally to us. Uh, I mean, we've had the, the fortune that, you know, the type of tool and the type of uh, interaction with the product had, uh, we've had parallels to draw from. So anything from the cloud era uh, in terms of software as a service products, uh, platform as a service products, uh, developer tooling, even, you know, companies being built around that. Uh, there was a lot of inspiration uh, to pull from and to learn from on how to build a company around a, what essentially was at the beginning a tool. Uh, that was uh, that was something that we had to overcome, and that's something that uh, took us some time to figure out. Uh, but the the overall business direction, at least from the start, um, and that's also you know one big uh, fortune for us is that you know nowadays. Um, communities and, and, and users can really be that core uh, driving force uh, for the uh, you know, commercial success. So by over-investing over uh, in the product development and uh, just making sure that the developers uh, that use us uh, are, become our own champions and become our own sales force, um, in, in effect, I mean, we didn't sell anything at the time, but uh, you know, just having, having that community uh, around your product is something that... Uh, is not only very nice as a feeling, but also is commercially viable nowadays. So in that regard, you know, it's uh, it was it was a bumpy road for us uh, for sure. You can uh, imagine being being engineers, we definitely took our time in in figuring out where where we want to go business wise. Uh, but uh, yeah, I guess the, the the biggest changes in in how we how we uh, can leverage and and sort of augment the the tenderly experience with that uh, commercial branch really came to light, you know, beginning of this year or end of last year. So, yeah, I, I would say that for the longest time, we didn't necessarily have the, the best uh, idea and the view on how the business would, would develop. But uh, we've had sort of the reassurance that models such as this, uh, products such as this could be found elsewhere. And it was just a matter of time until we could uh, dedicate enough attention and focus on it to, to really uh, make it uh, make it work uh, pretty nice. Do you, I'm sure that you've been in a situation to need to pivot, product wise and business wise. Yeah, business wise, yes. Uh, although you know, at that point, um, I wouldn't necessarily call it a pivot uh, if you didn't have a solid understanding of where you want to go in the first place. You know, it's, yeah. it's looking, more of an exploration. It's right? more, more of an exploration than it is a pivot. And then product-wise, um, we also had the good fortune of not having to pivot. It was more, I would describe it more of as expansion of ambitions and expansion of the capabilities that the platform had to offer. Because our journey product-wise has been first an open source tool, which is which was just a proof of concept for us then a software as a service type solution for monitoring your smart contracts uh, primarily. Uh, and then finally, as we have built more presence and the product matured and the, the way we built things uh, allowed us to do that, uh, we moved even further out and, and uh, becoming that true platform for developers that they can leverage for their entire development uh, workflow and all of their development needs. Uh, that was the, the last sort of step which 
again isn't necessarily a pivot because uh, it's uh, we're still doing the same thing that we did initially. Uh, we're just doing a lot, lot more uh, uh, next to that. So while are we still on this subject, can you touch base a bit? Uh, you mentioned community, and uh, I want you to a bit elaborate on how you are acquiring customers. Yeah, well, for us that has been um, a relatively straightforward process. Uh, we we didn't necessarily try to acquire them. <laughs> we tried more to to. If you build it, they will come, right? <laughs> we try more to to treat them as as friends um, and as somebody that uh, that we can sort of offer a helping hand. Um, and that for us caused uh, the the best possible results in terms of uh, you know just uh, making sure that we have uh, customers who are really in love with the products and who uh, who have our uh, whom we have trust um, in, in that regard uh, that uh, you know they they are willing then to advocate for the for the product much more than 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 we do uh, so. Yeah, in some way, you know, the the customers end up being uh, much better at uh, at uh, sort of uh, selling the product and converting other people to uh, to try it out. Uh, and in in terms of uh, you know what what had the best results for us, it has always been the process of you know running into somebody for the first time, uh, just making sure that we help them in any way that uh, uh, they might uh, be looking to sort of get value out of Senderly, uh without being pushy or anything. Of that sort, and then as we build uh, this relationship with them, uh, we either engage with uh, with their teammates as well, or uh, we just uh, establish this sort of uh, form of trust between uh, between each other. And at that point, uh, we have them; they are the ones that are doing uh, the outreach to their network and 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 so on. So the best uh, the best marketing strategies we've had actually were when uh, well the blockchain space being pretty. Uh, you know, um, risk uh, risk prone. <laughs> uh, there are often sort of security vulnerabilities and hacks in the space. And really, the best strategy for us uh, to acquire customers has been uh, when some of the uh, some of these hacks happen, and uh, somebody from the community who is you know uh, a pretty good at the, the security part of their job uh, does an uh, audit of the whole situation and, and uses tenderly in the process to explain uh, what happened better. Um, that has we've seen that to be the best possible sort of uh, spreading agent, although it is sort of the most most costly in total, although not to us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that that's usually that's usually how how we approach it. We just uh, try to be helpful. Uh, we try to build a relationship, and uh, you know that helps us both on on making sure that uh, they make the full use of tenderly entering the sort of commercial side of things and then on the other hand at the same time to to still be the champions of the product and to still spread the world by themselves i would say you're selling with it honestly right yeah uh yes that would be the whole theme here <laughs> cool uh, before we continue with uh, i want to know how you guys innovate and in product and all all those uh that's very interesting for for me but i would like to ask uh, about series a and uh, of course, that was a big changer for you guys. And um, how how was that at the beginning when you started it? And how you're uh, seeing it now from your shoes? It's like five months later 
since you uh, closed that round. Yeah, I stopped keeping count. But uh, yeah, the, the Series A uh, that happened sort of mid-year wasn't really the only thing that happened for for us this year in terms of this whole new direction for the company. So we did our seed round uh, with point uh, nine as well, uh, beginning of the year. So if you look at sort of the before and after pictures, you know, uh, at the start of the year, there were seven of us and we were still bootstrapping uh, from the uh, basically, you know, pulling, pulling ourselves uh, just to, to sort of uh, build stuff uh, with the resources, limited resources that we've had. Um, and then, you know, fast forward to, to right now, uh, where we not only do have the capital uh, from both rounds to sort of uh, fuel this growth, but uh, the product itself managed to mature, the team itself managed to mature. So the the overall shift has been an incredible incredible one. So if if anybody asked me in January, you know, what did I expect out of this year? Uh, the situation in which we're right now wouldn't be that <laughs> for sure, uh, even in the most optimistic scenario. So it really has been a transformational experience for us. Uh, first, with uh, with point nine for the the seed round, uh, that allowed us to to grow outside of this mindset of just working with what you have, but instead thinking more ambitiously and thinking and thinking much more in terms of uh, what's possible, not uh, what we can do uh, right now. Uh, and then uh, you know we managed to to sort of. Uh, make a uh, quick work uh, with the uh, with the point nine as partners at that point and then you know relatively quickly it's definitely very quick to us uh, we we found a partner in excel for our series a um, and there we i guess uh, our thinking shift once again uh, and then we we really pushed ourselves one more time sort of the same amount of uh, of the incremental change uh, which starts to compound slowly. Um, we pushed ourselves to, you know, recognize that we are now, we're, you know, playing in the in the big leagues, and that now we have, you know, uh, capital that was sort of unbelievable to us before. Uh, we are able to build not only the best team that we can build around us, but best team that we can build uh, all over the world. Uh, and that has been the the sort of push uh, in the second half of the year of just, uh, you know. Uh, trying to to uh, fix uh, our uh, definition of uh, what's possible and try to put a multiplier you know in front of it uh, and then doing our best to sort of make that the new standard uh, it was astonishing to me to learn that you guys basically closed the series say in a month or so uh after the seed one yeah uh, it was actually uh, a couple months, uh, so there was there was a, a spread. Uh, the the funny thing there is that you know uh, we've had uh, we we've had the the process of uh, doing the seed round has been uh, the the whole process after the the term sheet is signed uh, took some time uh, because uh, you know bureaucracy <laughs> takes its toll. Uh, but uh, yeah. Uh, the the we did put it uh, close close together and actually it was a good uh, that period was very good for us because we started spending capital as if we uh, as if we raised the uh, the round uh, you know from that day the term sheet was signed uh, but then actually you know we managed to uh, we managed to not need the the capital for that uh, for that period of time uh, you know because the, the business at the same time has been 
uh, has been pretty good uh, in this year as well. So you put yourself in a very good position. <laughs> yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's it's a pretty strange situation to be in. It's something that uh, that we are you know appreciating every day that uh, that we are working on tenderly, and uh, yeah, we we are trying to make the most out of it and and to sort of uh, use this. I mean, I I still consider it uh, you know luck to some degree, uh, and and then sort of the the willingness to to embrace that luck <laughs> on the other hand. Um, we are trying to use that as best we can, so that you know we can we can do the the same type of sort of uh, perspective changing uh, progress uh, in the next year as well. At the beginning, you told me what your definition of innovation is, and uh, I would like to to hear from you uh, um, how you guys innovate, how you iterate, how you come from idea to the point to the next point to change yeah i guess there's two main ways in which we do it uh the more obvious one and then more risky to fail would be sort of uh, building stuff based on our own instincts because at the end of the day uh, and that's a very good uh, very good thing for us as well is you know we are our own customers in a way, and you know, we have a pretty good understanding of uh, what are uh, what are the things that uh, are challenging in the current ecosystem. What are the things that can bring the the most change? So we we use that in the beginning just to to shape the product to to make sure that uh, that you know we have something to work with and that we have something to to offer to the world. And then on the on the other hand, and I I think that is sort of the predominant factor right now in terms of uh, how we think about uh, you know product building in general and that you know might be called you know just a customer driven innovation it's a customer obsessed mindset uh, anything on, uh, along those lines is uh, you know we really try to put our ears to the ground and and to see uh, you know what people uh, what people are saying uh, what do they need uh, what do they need in terms of uh, you know their experiences, how we can improve that. Uh, we take any feedback possible um, from them, you know, warranted or not, useful or not. We like to hear it all. Uh, we don't have a traditional support team. You know, our our support team is, you know, uh, all the engineers, everybody in the company uh, is engaged with the customers, uh, you know, and that's what we found uh, has been incredibly useful for us over the years, uh, you know, because you have, uh, as long as you have sort of your mirror on the other end and as long as you treat them with respect and sort of with that curiosity um, and that uh, openness to learn something from them, um, you end up, you know, getting a lot of useful information that otherwise you wouldn't necessarily have. And that uh, that has been the biggest, uh, mo- most consistent way of generating good ideas for us. Uh, and at, at that point, uh, it comes to prioritization and, you know, what we can do with a fixed amount of hands, uh, which is, you know, something that we are constantly trying to improve yeah. and, and just uh, make sure that we can work on on more stuff and more important stuff with, uh, with uh, you know, every new push. And you mentioned riskier uh, way. I'm sure that you had some uh, examples of uh, how you uh, succeeded innovation with innovation and what was produced, but uh, uh, I'm sure there there were some fail, fails and, and failures. And can you give me those two examples? One the yeah. great one, and one how you failed uh, in a 
Yeah, so I guess uh, the fa- the failed one came first to mind. <laughs> uh, I think that's uh, that's for sure. So one of the the, the bigger flops that we've had uh, in terms of the the product offering has actually been, you know, funny enough uh, analytics, uh, which feels like a core part of a monitoring platform. Um, that's something that we have built and never really saw the same type of takeoff that we did with uh, with some other tools. So in that way, that that was our biggest fail, and that's so that's for example driven by that uh, riskier way of innovation, something that we felt would be needed and something that we wanted to build and and bring to the space. And probably invested a lot of time mm. because it's, yeah, it's it can be it can be uh, with the number of people, uh, definitely it was impactful. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, and I guess that was the that was the biggest example for us, uh, and, and the biggest uh, lesson for us to learn that you know what uh, might make sense to you with the current set of you know assumptions that you hold uh, about the world. In which, in our case, it was how we think uh, you know a monitoring platform in general should look uh, is not necessarily something that translates over to a new field. So, a monitoring platform for for a blockchain product uh, or for a blockchain company. Is something completely different uh, than than uh, the one in the sort of more established industry because that's actually something that uh, was a, was a key factor in just thinking about uh, you know uh, what are the the core needs uh, in the ecosystem and where can we look to bring more value. Uh, obviously, you know, analytics it wasn't a complete fail; it was valuable, but um, that really put stuff into perspective that you know. We can we can build a lot of things, but some things are much more valuable than yeah. uh, than the others. Uh, and then I guess for the the biggest uh, the biggest um, win in terms of innovation, I think I, I must uh, I, I I definitely are, I'm gravitating towards uh, a point in time where uh, one of the companies that uh, that is using the product literally suggested by chance or you know by from their own necessity uh the best possible way to leverage one aspect of tenderly um and that's the simulation technology that we have behind the scenes uh to to bring a significantly significantly better onboarding experience for new people onto the web3 space in general um i would say that would be the the biggest win and coincidentally you know the biggest fail came from our assumptions and the biggest win came from the customers <laughs> Okay, so you told me how how things changed uh, from the investment that you got, but um, can you tell me about the change in changes in business itself? Because not that long ago, uh, there were four or five of you guys, uh, seven at one point, seven, yeah, and uh, now it's thirty something. Uh, uh, we crossed the 30 mark. Yeah, so congratulations on that. But tell me uh, difference of the problem and challenges that you tackled then and that you tackle now. Yeah, well, challenges at the beginning were primarily technology-oriented, problem-oriented, uh, you know, survival-oriented. <laughs> now, now we shifted uh, looking at uh, more, uh, you know, Company building side of things, uh, I guess, are the primary uh, primary focus right now. So growing, growing uh, very quickly for for our standards, 
uh, you know, we are we still have the, the percentage uh, increase in in, in headcount uh, gets uh, pretty big at times, uh, even though it's still a relatively small a small team. Um, we put a lot of attention uh, to that, and we invest a lot of time into making sure that as we scale, even in these uh, smaller numbers, that we that we keep uh, keep the important things in front of us and not to get carried away with just uh, you know growing and, and just uh, you know building new things uh, exploring new directions but uh, you know with every decision trying to to take ourselves back and and really uh, make sure that uh, each decision that we make uh, we make uh, with uh, um, in a way that it uh, in the end makes a, a net positive lasting impact um, so yeah, the, the types of problems that we're dealing dealing with uh, became much more uh, different than the than the engineering uh, uh, related ones initially, and then I guess the uh, the number one problem for us right now is uh, you know scaling the organization so that we can uh, so that we can uh, build uh, enough value that we have sort of planned for. Uh, all the while making sure that the that the culture and and the stability of it uh, remains the same yeah and really to bring the same type of uh, the the same type of uh, connectedness that we have right now as a team uh, to the next you know 30 50 60 people that that was what i wanted to ask you how you scale culture uh by by dumping a lot of hours into it i think uh, there there were some uh, you know at times we we uh, we try to, you know, think about every issue, um, you know, with much more attention than than what we would, uh, you know, at first glance sort of consider would be appropriate. Uh, we try to bring in everybody into the conversation. We try to uh, do everything transparently on our end. So, I mean, working uh, working uh, in the open inside the company has been one of the key pillars of of culture uh, that we that we managed to maintain so far. Because we realize that you know we are in a pretty unique position, uh, especially in Serbia, uh, in terms of um, the amount of uh, knowledge and learning and and resources and connections that we have, uh, and we want to provide the same learning opportunity that we have uh, to all our employees, um, and by being uh, that open and by be uh, by willing, uh, being willing to sort of uh, uh, take uh, a lot more time. Uh, aside from from stuff that would be considered, you know, more important in in traditional business, in the end, uh, you know, uh, resulted in a much more tightly knit team, in a much more uh, involved team, and you know, we now have uh, across departments, uh, you know, it's uh, it's usual to to see you know collaboration and really just uh, um, either you know, questioning, contributing to ideas or, you know, being a helping hand to, to somebody who is, uh, you know, a bit um, over overtasked in terms of the important things that need to get done. So we start thinking about, uh, we start thinking about the end goal uh, much more quickly uh, than if we just, uh, if, if every individual was just uh, thinking about, you know, what's their responsibility, what they need to do at the end of the day. Um, we we don't have that uh, yet. Hopefully, you know, by continuing to to keep close attention and 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 try to to make sure that this culture can can sort of survive the the increasing headcount that we are seeing. Uh, I want to continue with the future, and uh, we are talking about the blockchain and because of different initiatives, 
different usage, especially now lately with buzz around the NFTs and so on, of course, crypto. Uh, it's starting to, to become uh, mainstream, right? Getting there. Uh, but putting that on the side from your perspective, from your experience, uh, what would you say is the future of blockchain? Yeah. Where, is, where, is, where is it going? So we, we enter the space from the technology perspective and that's where we <clears throat> have the clearest vision of what it could potentially become in the end. Obviously, there, is, there are a lot of hurdles along the way and a lot of these hype cycles you know, bring with them uh, a great number of, uh, a, a lot of attention to the space, but at the same time are sort of stress testing uh, how, how tightly knit the, the, and how stable the community actually is. Uh, but for us long term, you know, um, we see blockchain as, you know, um, the next fundamental sort of uh, protocol or technology of the Internet, just uh, just as the sort of original Internet sort of built itself over time. Uh, we see a blockchain uh, to be a very, very good opportunity to add on to that. Uh, and that probably goes against the sort of Web 2, Web 3 definitions that are flying around. Uh, we have a much more, uh, let's say, compounding view of the future than uh, two alternatives battling uh, which one will prevail. So in that, uh, in that sense, uh, we see that the future of uh, blockchain, future of Web3 is, uh, you know, uh, getting rid of the old versus, uh, versus new uh, nomenclature and making sure that we focus on not replacing the banks, not uh, replacing everything that existed in the in the in the old world, but making sure that we that we can get to a more uh, to a fairer, more productive, more valuable uh, internet. Uh, you know, by by doing these incremental changes uh, in the behavior, in the uh, the way software is built. Uh, that's how we see. Uh, that's how we see the future. Uh, can play out and uh, you know our role there is to just uh, uh, do the best we can uh, to to provide the technology to the people uh, who will be able to to make that change and do you have at this point end goal so and end goal um so for, for us early, of course uh so for, for us uh, to succeed uh, we we are very 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 tied to the technology itself so our main goal and that's very good again there, there were a lot of happy coincidences <laughs> on this journey, but there's this, that saying that uh, luck is when opportunity meets readiness, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, so one of the one of the coincidences is that you know the the success of the blockchain technology uh, and the adoption in the in the sort of uh, internet landscape um, is what we why we started doing this in the first place. Uh, that also correlates to the success of Tenderly. So we see Tenderly as potentially being the uh, being synonymous to blockchain technology uh, itself. Just as uh, just as uh, you know, cloud computing has AWS and Google Cloud. Just as uh, you know, uh, machine learning has TensorFlow. Uh, we want to be that partner, that component uh, that makes the technology truly useful and truly applicable in in a wide variety of uh, applications. So. At the end, I'd, uh, I'm not sure if is it tenderly because you guys are tender, or is there any 
other idea behind it. Yeah, Tenderly <laughs> was the name, um, the, the actual process for, for coming up with the name for, for uh, Tenderly as it is right now is, uh, you know, in these, uh, in these uh, previous hackathons, uh, Tenderly was initially a, a platform for uh, holding uh, the, uh, anonymized uh, uh, tenders, public procurement, and that's why it's called Tenderly. Um, it was very original at the time. And then for for the the blockchain the blockchain stuff uh, we we managed to come to a decision that you know uh, let's just call it tenderly until until we think of a better name uh, and as as you can probably guess we we never got around to to thinking of a better name but uh, now maybe, maybe that's a good yeah it's it's a good coincidence that yeah, that you didn't have time to to think about the name no we lacked imagination as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you so much for this. I enjoyed this conversation. And uh, for you out there, Thursday, new innovations, subscribe, you know already. So thank you so much. Pleasure. Pleasure.